0: Welcome to Voices of E-Learning, reflecting the people living and breathing the future of education and online learning with your host, J.W. Marshall.
1: Hello and welcome everyone to this episode of Voices of E-Learning Season 2. We are so excited to have you join us today. Uh, This is going to be a phenomenal season and we can't wait to jump into today's conversation with our guest John Jorgensen, CMO at Cambium Learning. John, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great, JW. It's great to be here.
1: And today's topic is going to be really looking at why a company's purpose matters so much, especially now more than ever. And uh, John and I are going to dive into that uh, discussion. But first, uh, as always, if uh, you could give our audience just a little bit of background on yourself and uh, and Cambium Learning Group.
0: Yeah, sure. I'm happy to. Uh, so I, I I started my career about 25 years ago, and I started as an editor for a publishing company. Um, I ended up moving uh, from there and doing creative work and then moved on to doing strategic marketing for K-12 brands. Um, and I've been in marketing and branding ever since. So I've worked in the financial sector, nonprofit sector, and m- mostly in the ed tech se- sector. Uh, most recently, CMO at Carnegie Learning in Pittsburgh, and now CMO at Cambium Learning Group. Uh, I started at Cambium Learning Group in November of 2019. And really, my role is uh, has three parts to it. One is to uh, just engage the entire world in Cambium's brand story. Um, the second one is to work really closely with the leadership we have at each of Cambium's businesses and do the same the same kind of thing for their brands. And then the third thing is to, to really help Cambium to, and this is what we're going to talk a lot about today, is to help Cambium uh, realize its purpose, not just uh, externally as a brand, but, but also internally. So um, that, that's increasingly a, a huge part of of my role and a real priority for the company. So really excited to talk talk more about that today.
1: Perfect, and so we'll dive right in. Um, As you know, as our audience probably knows, now more than ever, schools and school districts, uh, much like many of us, uh, even as consumers, care more deeply about what the companies they choose to partner with stand for. Um, It's not just enough to have a great product, Uh, you really have to have a great uh, company, a mission, uh, something that uh, people can rally around, and that is easier said than done. Um, so let's just start out, uh, if you will, and just help, in your opinion, define what is purpose um, and how is that different than uh, the typical mission and vision?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. I, and I think it's often those phrases get interchanged all the time, often uh, incorrectly. And so um, so I think it's, it's, it's great to start with kind of a a level set there I, I you know and everybody has different definitions but here's here's how i look at it The your your vision is uh your your point of view about the future and it really is meant to answer the question what does that future look like um not just for you and for your business but for the world that your business operates within so so vision is really looking looking forward mission um you know if vision is about the future then your mission is about um how you're going to to make that vision happen? What are you actually going to do? What are your primary goals for getting there? And then and then purpose is something, and this is something we talk a lot more about than vision and mission at Cambium. Um, you know, missions can be powerful and they can be great rallying cries, um, but they're also finite. You know, they're 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 kind of meant to rally troops around. A common objective and going out and doing that thing. And then visions are kind of always looking ahead, always looking to the future and pushing those boundaries forward. So purpose is is really simple for me, and, and that comes down to why you exist. And so a couple of things about purpose. and this is certainly something that is is the case at Cambium. It, your purpose can't just be about your brand or your customers or the external world. It has to start and, and it can't ever leave um, you. You know, it, it has to be an internal thing that you live and breathe. And so um, it's it, it's not it, and it's not it's not enough to just kind of explain to people what your purpose is and, and 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 say that you're going to live your purpose. You really have to to walk the talk. You really have to focus on how you're going to bring that purpose to life. And if you don't do that, it, it just risks like everything else, being some words on a wall and having no positive impact, not meaning anything to the people that work there or to the 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 customers that you're serving. And in fact it can have a negative impact because people can can think that they're um they're sort of false words. They're not really they're not really what you're about. So you have to be really clear on on why it is you exist as a company and why people would care. And, and why people would would miss you if you were gone. So that at Cambium we're really focused on purpose.
1: And and as you pointed out uh, so eloquently, it has to be more than words on a wall. Um, how can companies take that purpose uh, statement off the wall and really put it into practice every day? What do you guys do at Cambium that helps you really walk the walk?
0: Yeah, you know I think a lot of companies sort of, um, you know they they try to. Uh, just kind of buy a culture for themselves. Uh, you know, they think it's it's all about the words they say and, um, you know, the kind of superficial things that would make a company seem, you know, really cool or desirable. So like, you know, pre-pandemic, I you know, think like foosball tables and snacks come to mind for me. And, and I think that's culture, right? Like it's a cool place to work. But, you know, the reality is, is that, you know, culture isn't about uh, being popular in high school. You know, it's really... Uh, Simpler than that, and it's a lot less noisy than that. Um, to me, it really comes down to uh, the idea behind behind our purpose at cambium. So at cambium, our purpose is to make sure that students and teachers feel seen, valued, and supported. And so there are lots of ways we do that, and I can talk about the how uh, in terms of how we do that in just a minute. But at cambium, um, we're we're, as I mentioned at the beginning, we're increasingly, uh, focused on how do we bring that purpose internally? How can we make sure that our people feel seen, valued, and supported? Because if we if we don't do that, we're not living our purpose. It's not meaning anything to the people that that we're working with, and and it certainly isn't going to be something we can then carry out and project and and share with the world. And so at Cambium, we really believe that if people feel seen, valued, and supported, then the culture is going to follow, and 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 that culture will help everybody to dictate. You know, how they, how they behave, how they treat each other, how they help each other. That, those are the things that a real culture is about. It has to be real. It has to be personal. It can't just be words on the wall. Um, and, and it can't be something that people aren't seeing and feeling every single day. You know, in, in previous times, being a really passionate, brilliant person, um, you know, but then bullying people. Or belittling them, or or not respecting them, certainly not have helping them feel seen, valued, and supported. Um, that's you know, that has obviously been a playbook for for other companies historically, um, very successfully sometimes. Uh, but it's not acceptable at Cambium ever. We, we will not have uh, people who aren't committed to helping people feel seen, valued, and supported. So, in other words, an attractive culture is is really the result of a purpose that's brought to life, not um, through like a big event or, you know, flashy campaigns, but really just the day-to-day right now, being present with each other, making progress together on the purpose in all the little ways, and then, and then celebrating that. And so, um, you know, of course, having a great culture includes like great benefits and you know, maybe even a foosball table, uh, you know, here and there, but, you know, great pay and opportunities for people so that they can grow and all that other stuff. But it really has to be about the small things too. It has to be about how we, we live with each other, how we treat each other. And then that purpose can can start coming to life externally as well.
1: Yeah. So you don't, if you're listening out there, you don't have to uh, ship off the ping pong table or the fuse ball table, but <laughs> just know that's not the reason people love your company and, and are buying into it, right? That is uh, a small perk. Um, and as you're talking, it's reminded me a lot of um, uh, one of my favorite authors, uh, Dan Pink, um, who talks about purpose, um, big P purpose as a company, and then little p purpose every day. What's your purpose and what are you uh, achieving towards that big P purpose, and uh, and how are you celebrating those those little purposeful wins every day? So so, and earlier you mentioned uh, the how. Uh, tell us how. Uh, it sounds again easy to to say and hard to do. How do you guys really do it? Yeah, no, I think, and
0: especially at a time when the why is so much the focus. Um, you know, I, I think talking about how is 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 interesting. So, uh, again, you're you're going to hear me say this this purpose a lot, and and we do it intentionally uh, internally at Cambium. But this idea of um, being really focused on what we see as education's biggest challenge, and that challenge is to to help all teachers and students feel seen, valued, and supported. And, you know, this is really a North Star for, uh, as I just described, it's a North Star for everything we do, the way we, you know, the products we design, the experiences we deliver, the way we um, work together as a team, treat our staff. We're just 100% focused on uh, doing everything that we can to make sure that people have that same feeling of being seen, valued, and supported. And so it's not just about the teachers and students. uh, It's about us, too. But... Again, that that begs that begs the question. Okay, that's great. It sounds great, but how do you do that? And so at at Cambium, we we created a a how for for our brand that uh, is very very clear and very simple, and and we call them our essential elements. and And there are three things: there's simplicity, certainty, and now. And on on the let's so I want to look at this kind of through the two lenses of external and internal. So when you think about teachers and students you think about simplicity. You know, education just continues to get noisier, more complicated, and especially in the last 2 years. And teachers have told us for years, you know, just give me solutions that actually solve the real problems I'm having in the classroom. And what are those things I need help with my kids becoming proficient? I need help with student well-being. You know, give me simple solutions to those problems and then make sure that they're actually solutions that I want to use. So being focused on that level of simplicity in terms of what we're trying to deliver. uh, That's what simplicity means for us when we look externally. Certainty is, uh, you know, uncertainty is just everywhere, especially now. And students, teachers, administrators, parents, um, they're all human beings and and they all want to feel like they're safe and they're being taken care of and that they're actually doing things that matter and they want to feel like they can trust their partners. And, um, you know, I think a lot of of brands in edtech kind of think about certainty as like efficacy studies and research. And those are super important things. You have to have products that actually work, but, but it's also about helping the people you're working with to feel uh, more confident, feel like what they're doing is really making a difference. And so partnering with them, delivering products and services to them that help build that, that feeling of safety and confidence. And then the third thing is this idea of now. And I think, you know, for years, and this kind of gets back to that vision, uh, conversation you know EdTech's always talked about the future you know getting kids college and career ready and growing the leaders of tomorrow and you know all these these big these big ideas and 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 that's all great like that's who, who doesn't want to help build uh, toward a future but um you know what we've committed to at cambium is that you know ultimately the future isn't really a real thing it just it's always out there right you're always in the moment and i know that sounds kind of you know, philosophical or existential or whatever label you want to give it. But it's just, it's just true. It's, you know, if if you have individual learning moments that just keep building on top of each other, that future is going to then transpire. So it's not about um, trying to do a bunch of things and hope something good happens at the end of it all. It's about how can we make the most of this here right now? And how can we help uh, simplify how people feel safe and taken care of and um, growing their confidence? Like if we do that in the moment, in uh, and, and those moments, add up. Then, then that's going to be uh, that's going to make that future uh, possible. So, um, so that's all the external ways. But then, when you look internally, we look at the, the exact same things. And so, we're always looking for ways to simplify our organization. You know, the way that we're structured as a team, the way we communicate with each other, the way we um, do strategic planning and, and prioritize things. We're always trying to just um, over deliver on the mission critical things. We're not trying to get we're constantly trying to resist getting uh, just bombarded with all the possibilities and being focused on a very simple plan. Um, same thing goes with certainty. You know, we want people to feel like they're being cared for as professionals. And, you know, if the teams don't feel safe and they don't feel like they can take chances and that the, the company's there to, to, to help, help them, to, to nurture their well being, not just as professionals, but as, as again, like real human beings with lives and families, um, you know we have to we have to constantly be trying to um, help them with that. And so, you know, we can never totally eliminate uncertainty and fear and all that comes with that. But there are a lot of things that we can do to, to that we can control that we can have an impact on to help our team feel um, just as we want the teachers and students to feel. And then the last one is now, and, and this idea of um, you know visions are great and they're necessary and. You know, if you don't have optimistic aspirations about the future, then you know the now can be kind of a lonely place, and so, um, we try to remember that we try to remember that a vision is important, but it can't take the place of what's happening, uh, right here and right now. So, um, you know, again, I don't want to be overly philosophical, but we have to be focused on the day to day and making sure that we're at the same time focused on that, that larger purpose. I love that idea of capital P, lowercase p, like that big purpose out there of what we're trying to the The, the reason we exist, what we're trying to do in the world, we have to remember that. Um, but we're we're all living in the day-to-day. So the question then becomes, okay, how can we bring that into our day-to-day? How can we bring that approach into the way we work with each other? Um, that's going to be the way that we actually make it happen. So that's why we we talk a lot about how um and and i've noticed that the ed tech space one of the things about the ed tech space from a brand perspective is we all share kind of a common purpose right like we're all it's in some form we all exist to help teachers and students we want them to be successful we want them to realize their full potential that how is shared um just by the nature of the, the the industry that we're in the problem i see is that a lot of brands stop there you know they think that they can just go out and talk about. How they are, you know, they're they're all about trying to to um, you know, realize this this why that they have, and that that's going to attract the best talent, that that's going to result in in growth. But it, it's just it's so much more. Uh, it, the The competition is just so strong right now, especially now that that's not enough. You've got to be able to answer questions to say, okay, I love what I'm hearing about why you guys exist, love your purpose. How are you delivering on that? And, and how are you doing that both internally and externally? And if you, if, you, if you don't have good answers for that and you're not able to show this is how we're doing that, then you're going to struggle. And, and you know, so that to me is being able to, to constantly deliver on the purpose in ways that people can actually see and then, again, more importantly, feel. That's what builds a brand. That's what builds a culture. Um, and that's what builds the kind of company that uh, the world really would miss if it, if it disappeared.
1: I love it. And and as you talk about the now, both internally and externally, uh, my audience will know from from last week's episode, that's a really big focus of season two of our show is uh, last year was kind of getting through the pandemic and looking at silver linings and how they might um, play out once we hopefully ramp down the pandemic um, and, and really was future thinking, you know, and now this semester, uh, we're, we're really just trying to let people know it's now is the time. We can't wait. We've got to start doing these things now. And we want to talk about what is happening now, uh, like the great work that you guys are doing right now. And then, of course, we keep shaping the future uh, based on the now. So I'm glad uh, that you're, Love it. you're here and a perfect segue. Um, now to shift gears just a little bit. Um, this all sounds great. Uh, the purpose, the mission, the vision, uh, the why and the how. Uh, at what point is it difficult to draw the line between any conflicts between living that purpose and focusing on the bottom line? Because for so many companies, that's that's where it stops. Sometimes, you know, well we have this great uh, purpose and mission. As long as it it doesn't interfere with with the bottom line, and that's when corners <laughs> get cut, and that's when uh, they're not walking the walk that they're they're talking about. Um, give us your your uh, insights into how you guys handle that uh, that challenge at Cambium.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think, and that's exactly how I would respond to that, as I can really only answer from, from my experience there. I, you know, first thing I would say is that um, living your purpose just, it doesn't happen overnight, you know, it, it, and it really takes a commitment from all levels of the organization. And, you know, let's face it, that time takes time, right? You can't rush it, you can't cut corners, and you also can't be willing to uh, compromise your own integrity or the integrity of your company's purpose in the name of a short-term bottom-line goal, so you know if that means saying no to the deal because you you truly don't think your company can deliver on on what's really needed uh, in that school district, then you say no. Uh, you know it, if it means you spend more money to um, ensure the well-being of your team, then you do it. If it means you don't have people travel because you're concerned about a pandemic, then you do that too. And and that really is. That's, that's how Cambium has been running its business. And, and I know it sounds like a cliche and, and it might even sound kind of overly idealistic to some people, but um, that really, that's, that's what's happened for us in the last couple of years. So what we have found is that when you prioritize people and you focus on making progress against your purpose, you will grow your bottom line. Um, Cambium has grown by a factor of five times in the last five years. And 2020 and 2021 were our most successful years ever, um, amazingly. Um, and by successful, I'm not just talking about the predictable uh, bottom line, it's also the impact. So, you know, the fact that, that, that we, believe, we believe that the, the bottom line, the financial results, the growth, all of those will follow as long as we stay focused on our purpose, again, both internally and externally. Um, and again, that's just that's exactly what's happened at Cambium. Um, is we have been very focused on that, and the results have come. When we made decisions about the pandemic originally in 2020, we had no idea what that was going to mean for our bottom line. We trusted it was the right thing to do. We trusted people would find solutions, and it resulted in our our two best years ever.
1: That's amazing. Reminds me a little bit of uh, uh, the founder of Hershey chocolates back in the Depression uh, there in Pennsylvania. Um, he. He said, I don't know how this is going to affect the bottom line, but I'm not laying anyone off. I'm not reducing any wages. We're going to take care of the, the company and the culture and the, the community first. And uh, it worked out pretty well for him as well. Um, so I guess one step further on that question, what would you say to other ed tech companies, maybe um, you know, starting out or uh, you're growing fast, looking to make the next leap in their growth? Um, how do they uh, better define that purpose or keep that uh, as you get bigger, it gets more difficult sometimes. How do they keep that culture and that purpose um, to where it does line up with the bottom line? So, yeah, I, I, we get asked that
0: question a lot uh, just because of our our size and our history. and and, and I always go back to simplicity. Um, you know, it can be, and we look at we look at two to three acquisition opportunities uh, every week.. Um, and have for years, and and you know how many acquisitions we've done in the last three years? We've done three, and all of wow. them have been uh, wildly successful. Um, and you know, we often get asked, "Well, well, how do you do that? You know, how are you so successful?" And I think it starts with the the decision we make on whether or not to uh, to uh, acquire a company or not. And so we have a very focused rubric that that helps us make those decisions. And so. Um, and I'm going to quickly give the rubric because I think it's helpful for some of those smaller companies or ones that are looking to the next stage of growth. Like, OK, what should we be focusing on? What what do we have to have good answers for, good stories for? Um, for us, the, the first thing is, does it fit? Um, and by fit for us, it means are you a K-12 digital company? Um, OK, that's kind of a, a straightforward one. Are you aligned to our purpose that we've been talking about? And and would adding you to the Cambium Learning group, with that, how would that strengthen the how that I described the simplicity certainty now? Um, so that's kind of that that sort of is it a good fit uh, is the first the first category. The second one is is it is is the company sizable enough to really make an impact? In other words, you know, we look at a lot of companies that essentially their pitch is we've got a great idea, we've had some good luck, um, good success. But if we're going to get any bigger and really grow, um, we're going to have to make big investments, and that's why we're talking to you, Cambia. and we want you to invest in us and help take us to the next level. We're generally not interested in those conversations. We really want businesses that are um, sustainable, are healthy, don't require uh, a huge influx of investment in order to um, to win. So that that's another. That's another. It do, it doesn't mean we don't look at um, some smaller businesses. It just means. You know, is it is it kind of poised to take an impact without some major, uh, you know, change or or influx of um, investment from us? Uh, the third one is, is it growing? Fourth one, is it profitable? You know, that just goes back to, um, you know, are you a well-run company that is healthy? Uh, we're not interested in um, kind of fixer-uppers in that sense where it's just going to require tons of energy and distraction from us. We want to make sure that you're going to be a good you're gonna be able to kind of come into the team and hit the ground running. So are you growing? Are you profitable? And the last one and this one, this one might be um, one of the most important ones. They're all important, but um, this is the one that sometimes can, some, some companies can answer yes to everything I just described. And then we get to this last one, which is, are, are you better at doing the job that you're hired to do than anybody else? are you truly, everyone says they're best in class and world class and everything else, but are you really? Um, and so we have only purchased the, the, the three acquisitions that we've made um, in in the last three years, uh, Time for Learning, uh, the, by far the, the leader in digital homeschooling curriculum, uh, Campium Assessment, um, which is the, the largest, most successful digital um, assessment company. And then um, Lexia Learning, which is a literacy company that is uh, Kind of unparalleled in terms of its efficacy and its impact. So, um, you know, if, if 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 you can't answer yes to all of those questions, we generally almost always are not interested. And so, um, not every company has that discipline of a playbook. Um, and you know, I, I but I would suggest that if you are a smaller company, or if you're looking, if if you're a company that's looking to take, take that next step, like don't settle. Don't settle for le- anything less than what I just described, because you know, it's easy to forget your own purpose because you're trying to make the best kind of transactional decision, but don't forget that purpose. Don't forget that you're going to want to be at a place where that purpose can be something that continues to get cultivated. Um, you know, don't forget about your people, you know, the, the good companies, you and your people, you you, you deserve more than that. So um, that's kind of the, that's sort of the advice I I give when companies come talking, even if they're not quite the right fit for us, it's, you know, don't not just go to the highest bidder. Don't just take any investment that's offered to you. Like, make sure you stay true to um, again why you exist and, and why you get up every day, and the people, the the team
1: that you've built, and and be picky. You know, do do don't settle. I think that's great advice, and I'm curious as a follow up question with those three acquisitions did their purpose naturally already line up with the Cambium purpose? Or is that an area where you were able to add value and impact in in kind of uh, bringing that uh, more refined and, you know, intentional? Um, or, or again, was it was it already kind of there?
0: Yeah, I, I think in, in
1: the case of those three companies, it absolutely was aligned.
0: In, in fact, when we were um, kind of formalizing Cambium's new new brand story uh over the last year or so um you know developing the purpose developing the wow the, the, the how and uh kind of establishing cambium as this educational they're at the um the education essentials company um it, as we were kind of working the, the the businesses that are all a part of cambium we're all a part of that process and as we were as we were doing that work they all they they all just said this is so natural this is so clearly easy and correct like this is who we are this is this is our dna too as a business it's not just it's not just kind of this cambium story this is who each of us are as individual businesses they're all very different you know they have different personalities different markets they serve different products but they all share that purpose absolutely Uh, And and they share that how the the products that they build the services they have um they're committed to those three those three essential elements and so um i you know that that is, is absolutely part of our rubric. And, um, we we've looked at some really attractive potential acquisitions that, um, they just didn't, they just didn't fit. It just didn't make sense to be, to, to, to bring them on, to be part of Cambium. And, and those are difficult decisions to make sometimes because there's some great companies out there that have a ton of upside. But, um, if you, if you aren't able to, to align on that purpose and, and kind of the, how that's going to make that purpose happen, it, it's, it's it might be a good short term decision. It might seem great on paper, but it's just not the right thing to do. And we always trust that longer term. What's the big thing we're building here? And let's make sure we continue to make that stronger and not 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 settle ourselves.
1: I love it. And and yeah, I think it's the same model of building the strong foundation and the purpose and living it out. Having that strong rubric and being able to say uh, that looks really great. You know, maybe monetarily, but it doesn't fit. You know, with your model. Uh, hopefully that's something more investment groups as EdTech investing has boomed in the last two years uh, tremendously will we'll really look at because sadly, a lot of EdTech companies post-acquisition um, really kind of falter because it's not the right match of, of purpose and execution. So uh, thank you for, for leading uh, the market in that way. And there's another way uh, that Cambium is leading the market. Uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, Cambium's stance on uh, remote work. And uh, how you're supporting your, uh, you know, team members um, in these unprecedented times and, and going forward.
0: Yeah, this this is you're right. This is a huge deal, and this is very much in alignment with this idea of bringing the purpose internally as well. So uh, we we have a philosophy uh, that is called remote first, which is kind of the the opposite of um, the old playbook of of. People being in the office and maybe a few people working remotely. This is remote first. We want everyone to be working remotely and and virtually everyone is. We're still in a period of transition, but um, we we are committed to this uh, remote first philosophy. Um, you know, I, I, I think that honestly that that old that that old narrative. Uh, companies like Cambia, you know, physical offices, people commuting, business travel. Um, we believe that narrative is just gone. On. Um, and and we also believe very strongly it should never return. Um, and I know that sounds, uh, you know, there are others saying that too. But um, you know, I think a lot of people are hedging their bets a little bit more. We absolutely are committed to remote first. And 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 here's why: we we what we have seen is that in front of all of our eyes, the world has just jumped forward, and and the pandemic has certainly. Um accelerated that, but a lot of those trends were were headed in that direction to begin with. And so people now are are much more focused on things like flexibility and and equity uh, within the organization, equity of opportunity, of um, recognition and treatment. Um, and so uh, you know, t- to me, the companies that don't make that shift that are still saying, well, we're just kind of continuing and and we're going to get back to to what it used to be like. The companies that don't make that shift, are they going to be the ones that absolutely struggle to, to keep and to attract talent? And, and that, that to me is, is you, the businesses that, that, that win and lose, that's, that's where it's going to happen. I, I just read a thing a couple of days ago that um, a popular uh, job recruiting website said that they get 300% more of a response for a job posting that is remote than one that isn't. So, you know, the world has just changed and and you can't forget that your your business is nothing more than a collective of people again human beings with lives and those people are saying we want this this is making our lives better and if you struggle against that or you are resistant to that you're going to struggle as a business there's just that's what we believe and that's what's really fueling this remote first plan so um what we did is when when COVID hit in march of 2020 we imme- immediately started with um, everyone working from home, no travel, and we just did that because it was the right thing to do from a, uh, you know, well-being of our our staff and of their families and of the customers that we served. And what happened? We had our two best years ever. Um, again, not just bottom-line results, but um, but the impact we made, the well-being that our our employees felt. Um, you know, it really m- more than ever. They, our employees, have felt seen, valued, and supported. Um, and it's it's there's no mystery to that i think that this remote first environment has opened up so many things and has allowed us to um take care of our employees like never before so you know we have complete office setups for people that that are in place we are giving uh, an allowance to staff um every you know to, to to kind of customize that experience and to help offset costs for things like internet cell phone um helping to to really replicate uh, a robust office in their space and, and helping them pay for that. And then greatly expanding things like mental health benefits. Uh, one of the, the examples is that for mental health providers, um, we historically, anybody who's ever tried to, to make an appointment for a mental health provider of any kind, it can be a real challenge. And so we wanted to make sure we opened up the network so that even people that are out of network, uh, they would be able to get into those, uh, those providers in network. Uh, we enhanced our time off uh, programs or wellness programs, so we're just making tons of investments in the people and taking a lot of that that money that we otherwise would have spent on uh, plane tickets and office spaces and you know maybe even a foosball table or, or, or ping pong table here and there and and we wanted to put that back to, to the, the the staff and listen to them. You know, we did internal surveys and you know virtually everyone that works at Cambium said, "Yeah, I want to keep doing this. This is great. I, there's much more flexibility." Um, and I don't want to go back to anything that I don't want to go back to, to anything that looks like it did before. So, um, so we're putting the money there because we think that's, that's how the world's changing. And we want to remain competitive and remain, um, an attractive place for the people that are, that are here and the ones we're trying to attract. So, uh, it's, it's, it's a huge deal for us for sure.
1: And, and I love it too, because that again, lines up with our, our show, which really themes uh, on not going back to the way things were in our schools and seeing you know the ed tech companies that are serving our schools and our districts uh, take that same forward thinking approach that uh, there's better way and technology has enabled a lot of that as much as i've enjoyed going to a few uh, small trade shows over the last couple of months um, i'm so happy that i'm not on the road every week uh, traveling and and it's really great to see that schools and school districts have come around to Digital professional development uh, to on-demand de- the professional development, and even on the sales side, they would rather have a, a thirty-minute Zoom meeting than a rep fly or drive and uh, you know come on site because it's so much more efficient. They can you know have ten meetings that day um, instead of three, and the same thing for the ed tech companies. You know it can be more efficient, and uh, uh, it also drives us to to be better. Uh, you know at what we do, I believe in in marketing and sales and building products. Um, you know, that uh, bar is continuing to rise in this digital age, and uh, and it's a fun challenge to get to meet. So, uh, all in all, to, to come full circle, it's uh, it's an exciting time in, in education on all fronts. I'll end with our final question. Our audience knows we like to end with a half-glass-full question. Um, so, let's end with, uh, give us your best story uh, about how operating with uh, intentional purpose has made a specific impact, either at Cambium as as a whole or one of Cambium's portfolio companies.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I love this question, and uh, I'm going to share a story I've I've shared before, and I'm going to share it just be, for two reasons: because I love it so much, and and also because I think it's just it, it is a great example that very clearly uh, makes the point that you just you just mentioned. So, um, one of our businesses is called uh, Learning A to Z. Uh, great business, um, elementary school, digital curriculum company, and uh, has uh, been been growing really, really uh, steadily for, for a long time. Um, so Learning A to Z, they partnered with uh, UNICEF. UNICEF has a thing called the Kid Power Classroom Challenge. Learning A to Z did this because they wanted to support UNICEF. They, they wanted to help kids uh, that were in need. They wanted to help them you know, they wanted to help see them, value them, support them. That was it, that's why they started it. Um, They wanted to be aligned with that purpose. It was the right thing to do, Um, but here's what happened. So they ended up donating to UNICEF through their popular student-centric products. So the the products that students are actually using, doing things within the products, um, products like Raz Kids, that's a very popular learning A to Z product. So as the kids would read books and they would do other activities in Raz Kids, um, they would have a choice. They could either take the stars that they've earned by doing those things in the product and, you know, customize their avatar, uh, do things to their rocket ship. They, they love doing that. Um, and, and they could do that if they wanted to, or they could decide to just donate their stars. And by donating their stars, they would help to provide clean water and meals all through UNICEF. these kids that needed it the response was unbelievable so not only did that kind of purpose-driven result uh happen where where more than two hundred and fifty thousand meals were donated to families who were in need and 1.6 million days of clean drinking water were delivered to kids that that needed that the kicker in all of this is that the kids also read three times more books than they would have normally so in other words um, it started because they wanted to realize that purpose and they wanted to help kids around the world, people that were in need. They wanted to help them feel seen, guided, and supported. They actually wanted to, to make a difference for them. Um, but by doing that, they also had better learning outcomes, which is what Cambium is all about. So when you put those things together, you know, for us, the message is really clear. If you do the right thing, you focus on your purpose, then you're going to have success as a business. Um, it's just it's, it's one example and again, I've shared it before, but um, it just tells the story so clearly that 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 purpose is just um, it, it is much more than words on a wall. It's about how you conduct yourself externally, the way you run your business internally, having the trust that the business is the, the business objectives you have, those bottom lines we talked about. Those things are going to happen, um, but you've got to trust it and you've got to you've got to really uh, figure out how you're
1: going to do that and then make it happen. And and I'll bring it full circle. It sounds like uh, similar to the foosball table, which is fun. The kids can build the avatars, but they, and that's probably what the administrators or the teachers thought would motivate them. But when offered uh, more of a, uh, an altruistic choice um, to help others and, and, you know, uh, the culture uh, piece of it, uh, they chose that. And it's the same for employees. Um, that's really a, a great way to end this episode. Uh, thank you so much, for uh, your time and your insights uh, it's always great to have you on uh every uh quarter or two and uh and we'll look forward to uh the, watching the continued uh, evolution of cambium and uh i can't wait to see who that uh fourth uh, acquisition will be uh, at some point <laughs> uh whenever you uh get there uh, we'll all know now kind of what went into uh uh, that decision-making process, which is uh, something that's really uh, not something you hear every day, uh, and that companies uh, are, are willing to share. So I think again, it just speaks to the strength of of what you guys do. Um, so thank you for joining us, and to my audience, uh, thank you so much for getting back on uh, online with us for season two, for watching uh, our video podcast, listening to uh, our audio podcast. We couldn't do this show every week without your support and your feedback and uh, your comments. So. Thank you so much for joining us. We've got a great season uh, already lined up and uh, we can't wait to bring this back to you every single week here in 2022. Have a great uh, day and uh, always, always keep learning.